Hey, it's Gaz, one half of Teenage Dirtbags, here to just mention that uh, the audio quality on this episode and the next few episodes is not great. We use a different recording setup than Cole and I use, and we are working on it. We record these in big batches, so we ask for your patience. And in the meantime, keep in mind, you ain't seen nothing yet. Sundays at the mall, that girl has got it all. I wish I could get the guts to ask, but it's a podcast. He's guess ba da dee ba do da 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 dee da do da 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 dee da do da. That's not his name, but a nickname that some call him. But that's not really true. It's not his name, and it's something that some people say. But I'm really the only one that does, and this song never ends, and it gets stuck in your head. Hey Gary, how are you? This is me, Brayden Cameron. This is Gary Butterfield. <laughs> We're seeing dirtbags. I'm so excited that I'm not singing this song anymore that I keep walking over your lines, and I apologize. We have this whole thing scripted, and I just threw it out the window. Gary, hi. I, I'm fine. Thank you for finally letting me answer how I'm doing. Uh, and the way that you're stepping over my lines made me feel a little blue. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Sending in my blue house with my blue Skype, talking to my blue Yeti microphone. Okay. And uh, I'm not actually using a blue Yeti microphone. Thank you, I are, though. Aren't you using, yeah. a, hey, you're using a, blue, a blue lobby da blue blue da uh, uh, microphone? Gary, since you're feeling blue, maybe I can cheer you up. We have a guest this week, Evan Jones Thorne. Hello, Evan. Hello. <laughs> How Hi, are you? Evan. Hi, Gary. Hi, Brayton. This is, uh, Hi. we've been doing this podcast for a long time, and this is our Very first long. guest. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm we, honored. You, as, as well, you should be. Like we, we talked about having guests for a long time, um, like back in uh, the '90s when we were doing the show, yeah. um, during that whole uh, Monica Lewinsky thing. Um, you know, we we had Arsenio. You know, he wanted to be on the on the show, and we couldn't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But we finally decided to break our longstanding embargo in, because we landed Thorn. Yeah, it's it's really weird that uh, that that I got in when Arsenio didn't. I would say that arguably your cachet has never been higher and his has never been lower. Mm-hmm. I don't mean you that. Could argue that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's arguable. That's all I'm going to go for is say that you can argue. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is arguable. <laughs> the, uh, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. In, in all sincerity. Thank you for joining us, Evan. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, thank you for having me. And, uh, the reason we, we also, we invited you is because you suggested this video, which maybe is the worst video I've ever seen. I am genuinely sorry, you guys. <laughs> I I really am. Every time I watch this video, I watch this video more times than I should have or needed to or wanted to to prepare for this. Mm-hmm. And every time I watched it, it was worse than I could have possibly imagined. It is, it's a very special thing. I mean, yeah, what video so, is that? What are we? Yeah, we're, what are we talking we're watching. About? I'm blue. <sighs> da ba dee ba da da. By Eiffel 65. Yes. You, you, you Fun guys fact. know it. Fun fact. Eiffel 65. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> little pop-up audio there? Yeah, a little pop-up. Audio pop-up is what mm-hmm. that is. Pop-up audio yeah. is different. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Those are little audio pop-ups. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Eiffel 65 was uh, my younger brother's first ever favorite band. 
Wow. Ooh. How old was he yeah. when this song came out? About. He, oh, 1999? Six. Six? Okay, so that makes sense. He's six or seven. It is, it is, the half of the song is baby talk. Yeah. Like, not, it is a song for the little like, kids. But not that, like, French toddler baby talk song, which actually, like, did come out around <laughs> this time as well. <laughs> yeah. No, but when, when he was, uh, I think he would have been around eight or so when their second album came out that was not released in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that was the first purchase that he ever made on the Internet was Eiffel 65's sophomore album, Contact. Wow. Oh. Was it, was, the alien it theme. Yeah. was it at all in English or was that? Uh, could have been. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to give it, I'm going to say arguably. You didn't hear it like bleeding through the walls? I, I, I heard it a whole bunch of times like in the car with my family or yeah. in the house with my family or other places where things could be inflicted on me because my family was there. Yeah. But uh, I do not remember. Okay. Okay. Uh, before we talk about this video, uh, guys, can I ask if any of you happen to click after watching the video on YouTube, if you happen to click and watch the Mandarin version? I didn't. No. no. Okay. Uh, let me tell you about it briefly because it's, it's only about 30 seconds, uh, and it just keeps looping and it's just the audio for the Mandarin version. And then it shows the video is also made by like Blissco, which is, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, uh, later. But the thing that's weird about it is like, it's like it's just a banner that says like Eiffel 65, I'm blue. And then it swipes away and it says like Blissco. And then it's like Mandarin <laughs> version. But then it shows Iron Man's face, which means <laughs> <laughs> the video was made within the last 10 years. And I don't know why. <laughs> I, I love, um, I, I, this is getting a little bit out of order, and th- that is amazing. I don't mean to to gloss over the p- potential Avengers connection uh, between these things, but the uh, Blisco sounds so much like a dystopian like drug maker. Yeah, to me, oh, like doesn't Blis- like a cartoon like like we have to infiltrate Blisco because their drug doesn't actually cause bliss; it causes misery. Let's go. Yeah, you know it's it, it. Yeah, it, no, Bliss it, Corporation it, it sounds like. Sounds cheap like- irony. Yeah, it sounds like Judge Dredd would be infiltrating their headquarters. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they compete with Thievery Corporation. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the contemporaries of Eiffel 65. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's anything's possible. Uh, Evan, do you want to walk us through the plot of this video? Um, well, according to Wikipedia, the video takes place on 2Con4, which I think should have been obvious to anyone who's seen the video. Wow, okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I, I don't really know if there's a plot to go through, except that the singer is kidnapped by the worst-looking aliens that have ever existed. You, yeah. you know and what then, they look like? Like, I, I, I found this, I wrote this down in the notes, is that they're late 90s cell phone mascots. Like, they're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like they it's a Qualcomm goblin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it, it, it's, it's it's like if Crazy Frog was just worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's either that or I was thinking they kind of looked like um, a, a blue version of like the thing that abducts Captain N at the beginning of Captain N and the and the whatever it is that show is called. Captain the Game Master. Yes. Oh, are you talking about the Eggplant Wizard? <laughs> No, 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 the, like, green guy that comes out of the TV and grabs the kid and pulls oh, him into Captain yeah. N World. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the thing is very important to the plot of that, but doesn't have a very big part. Yeah. He's just in the opening credits. But yeah, do, they do kind of look like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, lead singer gets abducted, and then the remain the rest of the band chase them down, chase down the blue aliens in their spaceship, and then fight them in order to rescue yeah. them, but then also play a concert for them. Yeah. So I, at about thirty seconds into the video, which is right when the lead singer gets abducted, mm-hmm. he jumps. And it's the most awkwardly timed jump I've ever seen. It's not in time with the song at all. Right. And he just kind of jumps and freezes in midair, and then he's caught up in, like, a stasis ball thing. Yeah. Brought up into the alien ship. Um, and then the aliens start singing along to the song, and it's the most horrifying mouth animation I've ever seen. Yeah, but... Ba- like, it's but- just this, like, this looping shot of these aliens, like, bobbing their heads their and head singing, and the yeah. way that their mouths move. It yeah. makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, but I feel we would be remiss if we don't talk about the very beginning where uh, Eiffel 65 members rap, is rap the right word? The opening lines about, uh, I don't even remember what, sadness, uh, but they're all inside of some sort of like uh, tele- television octopus. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that never appears again? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, uh, the lyrics of the song, great. like, I, can I? Am I the only one here who, like, before revisiting this, uh, didn't realize that the verses of this had lyrics? Uh, no, you are not. Okay, because no, I, I I had no idea. Like, I I knew, but it's only because I heard this song so many times when I was much younger because mm. my little brother listened to it a lot. And the, the lyrics are, uh, "Yo, listen up. Here's a story about a little guy who lives in a blue world." All day and all night, and everything he sees is just blue, like him inside and outside. Yeah, blue his house with a blue little window, a blue Corvette. Everything is blue for him, and him and everybody around, because he ain't got no way to listen to. You know that's it weird. doesn't okay. rhyme. I want to bring up two points. One, he says he ain't got nobody to listen to, but then other verses are sung by the blue guy, and he talks about how he has a girlfriend. So obviously, this is a dysfunctional relationship. Uh, if if He's just not listening to his girlfriend. Uh, Maybe she's hearing part. him, but not listening. Maybe. Second well, part. Well, she's the one who's not listening. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. So, you know, yeah. clearly, like, why she needs, she yeah, can do better. Whose fault is it that he's blue? Right. He's got a girlfriend, but he doesn't have anybody to listen he's to. He's his own worst enemy. <laughs> he is. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll talk about in future episodes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, also, this is... Maybe the only video that I've ever seen where the lyrics of the song directly contradict the actual thing in the video. <laughs> like, everything is blue, but if you watch the video, so few things are blue. Basically <laughs> only yeah. the aliens. Yes. <laughs> well, the aliens represent depression, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, this was the 90s where, like, personifying depression as a computer graphic goblin, like, made sense. You know, like... Are you, have That's you been sad? Try, try Abilify. And then it's like a woman looking out a window and there's a computer graphic goblin that walks up to her and like glowers at her and reminds her of her miscarriage. Like that was a thing that happened all the time <laughs> in the mid nineties. Like what a miscarriage glowering. Yep. Yep. Miss, hello. My name is miscarriage glowering and welcome <laughs> to my school for ladies. <laughs> I'm wow. a harsh mistress. That's like a, that, oh, I'm not even going to go into it. That's amazing. 
No, but uh, the, the uh, yeah, I mean, I think they, they personify prof- uh, depression. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I guess that makes sense when you consider the rest of the video. Um, or maybe it doesn't. I'm not sure. Well, yeah. some things are depressing, like it, it could be blue, but having a blue card does not make you depressing. No. You know, like, that, no. that's not a sign of depression. That, that's a sign of telling me all your thoughts on God. Like, that's, that doesn't, doesn't mean that you're sad. But well, he has a blue Corvette, yeah. so maybe it's implied that he's actually deeply in debt. Yeah, which rhymes on, like, the rest of the song. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, that would have been a good way to do it. I'm deeply in debt with my blue Corvette. <laughs> better than the Garrity that I came up with. Um. <laughs> so, okay, if, if we can get back to the video, just because there's so much to talk about here. There is. There, there is. There really is. So so the, the singer, in the middle of the most awkward jump ever, gets kidnapped by aliens, mm-hmm. and then his band members, without hesitation, jump into their own spaceship at their concert and just bail on the concert. <laughs> like, yep. why did they yep. have a spaceship there? Well, they had to get there somehow. I, it, yeah, what, but, what's the name of the planet I, I guess, again? Well, uh, the video, the bulk of the video takes place on, uh, what is it, Tucon 4? But mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think that it's safe to assume it starts on Earth. Yeah. yeah. Because In if France. we, you know, jumping ahead a little bit, when he sees that he's on another planet, he looks very confused. But his bandmates are not at all put off by the fact that aliens just abducted their singer. And uh, actually at about a minute ten, one of the guys blows a raspberry at the alien ship as they pass it. Yeah, clearly clearly showing that uh, they're fun-loving, but are also going to commit mass murder in just a yeah, and And, yeah, which is another huge point because about 10 seconds later, uh, they, they land on presumably Tucon 4, and you see all these blue aliens, like, apparently running to battle stations, and they've got, like, there's a gunfight going on, and one of the members of Eiffel 65 had shoot hand lasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's a real Ryu. And, and, and it, <laughs> at first, you kind of figure he's just like, yeah, like, like uh, adukening these guys into unconsciousness, but then there's two that very clearly just fall to their deaths. Yes. Yeah, it's it's so, part of me thinks that it's weird that the so the lead singer who doesn't seem to know anything about space travel or magic powers and seems a little bit plus by this, all. but everyone else in the band are clearly experienced interstellar travelers. You think there's an element of this that's like a little bit like Breakfast Breakfast of Champions, where like this is all in the singer's imagination. Like he, the only things he knows are you know are real. Uh, so he assumes, like, because he can't prove this is not true, that this is all happening. Like, everyone is against him. Everyone is an alien and a robot. And uh, it's all, like, a delusion in his head. I mean, that's the kind of thing that would make a guy blue. It, it would make it would make him blue. He would be his own worst enemy. The, um... <laughs> um it, it's, yeah, I, part of me thought that, like, since he reacts so differently, why they would, just from a perspective of somebody making the video why they would go to the lengths to make him seem so like a fish out of water, you know, like it feels intentional in a way that like, yeah. And and after, after kind of like he, he's unfrozen and he's on stage and performing for the crowd of blue aliens, it takes about 25, 30 seconds for him to realize that something's not right. But I guess, and this is the one thing I will say to the video's credit, he does eventually realize that something's weird. You know, mm. uh, I, I want to talk about that specifically, but before we do, I want to go into one of okay. our favorite segments, Gary, Evan, 
we're going to talk about karaoke stars. He drinks a whiskey drink, he drinks a vodka drink, he drinks a lager drink, he drinks a cider drink. He sings songs that remind him of the good times, he sings the songs that remind him of the better times. For karaoke stars. So in karaoke stars, Gary, Evan, what are your go-to karaoke songs? Everybody's got one. What are your jams? Evan, you want to take this one first, buddy? <laughs> um, well, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in, Brayton. Mm-hmm. Go on. If, uh, let's let's, uh, let's say I'm you're feeling, feeling blue. <laughs> oh, if I'm feeling blue, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, some 90s rock, like some Hey Jealousy, maybe. Mm, hmm. That's good. That's a good hmm. karaoke jam. It is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if I'm feeling saucy, I might go for uh, something old, you know, from the 90s, like We Didn't Start the Fire. I was really sure. hoping you were going to say found out about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to go for uh, kind of an Ezra. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I really just like the Jim Blossoms. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and you, you may not know this about me, Brayton. Um, I, I, actually, I think you do. But for, for the wonders of audio, um, about a, two years ago, I mm. made a pact with myself not to repeat karaoke songs. So really? I do karaoke frequently, but I don't do the same song twice. Because uh, there are infinite songs out there, and yeah. presumably finite times I'll be able to do karaoke, so I might as well try to get it all in. But I haven't noticed that you... you like there the, are finite songs in existence. That's true, but my impending mortality is the, the thing I'm most aware of at any given moment. So, oh, you didn't specify that. Yeah, yeah, it, it just happens to be. Yeah, it, it is true. Is that as I get older, I am more and more scared of death and aware that I'm not going to be able to do it all. Yeah. Constant terror of that. So I'm okay uh, with it. Uh, not you not doing it all. It's just me not doing it. <laughs> I'm okay so with you dying. Uh, I know I'm not going to do it. But I'm okay with your mortality. Let's talk about the mortality <laughs> cast. We'll save that for later. Uh, but um, the reason I bring this up, karaoke stars specifically, that that great segment that we just got through, um, is that. Uh, this guy is doing the lead singer when he finally gets dropped onto the stage in the alien planet of uh, Tunoctune or whatever it's called, uh, Toucan Four, <laughs> and uh, he he starts singing. He's really karaoke jamming it up. Like he's kind of got some I'm trying to be tough moves, like and show people like I'm singing a song and can dance, uh, all while wearing like a rejected extra from the rhythm nation video uniform. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when I, I just did want, Oh, go ahead. I, I did want to mention that for a band that plays what is ostensibly dance music, mm-hmm. none of these guys can dance. Yeah, yeah. So you, you've heard Eiffel 65 songs other than this one. Um, according to the Wikipedia, it sounded like them doing a dance song was a little bit of a novelty for them. Are the rest of their songs, do they sound like this? Uh, to the best of my memory, they all sound exactly like this. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure you just didn't get the Eiffel 65 uh, Blue single, which features Blue, DJ Ponte Ice Pop Mix, Blue, DJ Ponte Radio Edit, Blue Glamour Jump Mix or Blue Dub Mix? <laughs> I can't no, tell if you made this up. <laughs> no, I, I, I wish I did. I wish I could come with DJ Ponte right off the top of my head. I, I, cannot no, I, I specifically remember a couple of other songs. The only one whose name I can remember uh, is Johnny Gray, so I can only assume that they 
write exclusively dance songs based on colors. About aliens. Yeah. <laughs> aliens and colors. It may have been about aliens. That's I, yeah. I perused but did not look at, other than the Mandarin video, uh, any of the other uh, Eiffel 65 videos, but they all looked the same. They all looked like they were uh, all made by Blisco, and they're yes. all with really I, terrible I do want to talk dress. about that. I, yeah. I do want to talk about that. Uh, I okay. would like to finish with this video because my next two notes, yeah. uh, I was just kind of taking notes as I was watching the video. And after the singer kind of realizes that he's singing for a bunch of aliens, my next note is dance fighting. It's super effective. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we get to that, when he realizes the al- that he is abducted by aliens, he's super cool with it. He's smiling and he's like, whoa, oh, this yeah. is great. Yeah, he's, the aliens he's are fans of the band. Yeah, like yeah. the aliens have yeah. been rocking out. To Except that song, when they're but... trying to murder the other two members with laser guns. <laughs> maybe they, maybe this is all his fantasy, and like they just don't like, like the lead singer of this band doesn't like the rest of his band, and this was an incredibly subtle coded message to fire them. Like they did a video where, okay, I know you guys are aliens, motherfuckers. Here's a video where we go up to a planet and other aliens try to kill you because I'm the talent in this band. My name is Ray. I rule. I'm blue. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Jeffy J, not Ray. Yeah. Jeffrey G, J, G. Yeah, something like that. Joffrey? Yeah, Joffrey J. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's the, a uh, really fantastic headshot of him from recent years on the Wikipedia page for April It's 65. It's amazing. I, I actually, it's, it's funny that you bring that yes. up because you, you sent that to me and I was going to change my Skype picture to be that just to <laughs> on you, but I, I just forgot. <laughs> Um, I had a busy time before recording, so I didn't quite get a chance. But I like that yeah. picture a lot. And through well, uh, through Bonfire Side yeah. Chat and every once in a while, like we'll I'll Skype with people who um, who don't know me in real life uh, with some frequency, and them just thinking I look like that is very funny to me. <laughs> like, so I'm yeah, probably uh, gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that the the most amazing part of that is if you're talking to somebody who doesn't know you in real life, and that's your picture. And somebody recognizes it as, hey, isn't that Jeffrey J. from Eiffel 65? I changed my name How after, incredible after Blue came out. Isn't it like some sort of weird bald demon that's also a guy from uh, Eiffel 65? <laughs> it's because the guy from Eiffel 65 went into witness protection and had to be reborn as mild-mannered podcaster Gary Butterfield. Because <laughs> 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 he found out the secrets of Roswell um, in his oh. video. Blue. Gary, speaking of secrets... Why don't oh, you sure. give us a recap of Dead of 21? I think that sounds great. Um, so as we've all been waiting uh, you know, to find out what happens to, uh, to Ed and the gang, um, we're going to talk about episode four, originally aired July 6, 1994, the episode called Shock the Monkey, um, 7 out of 10. Uh, review and uh, in this episode ed and maria search for victor heisenberg's grave and become involved with animal rights activists how much blue meth do they find uh surprisingly little but it is possible that the confluence of these two things predicted the success of breaking bad <laughs> and a uh, little little quote we want to throw uh, throw in there because every episode uh, we do a dead out 21 recap we have a little quote uh here danny says you know me you've seen me and ed says yeah you're just dreams. <laughs> and that's been that 21 <laughs> Again, oddly poignant uh, yeah. to, to what we're talking about. Your Breakfast of Champions, now everybody's dreams in this other show. It's weird. Everything's fitting together in a strange cosmic puzzle. Evan, 
what are your thoughts? I think that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Evan, if, and, and forgive me uh, for, for bringing you into this, and I, and I should have prepped you a little bit, but part of having you on the show was to have a little bit of an intervention. Like, yes, we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. Eiffel 65, but also um, our friend Brayton, you know, yeah. our mutual friend Brayton, he's been a little bit blue lately. And I think the two of us on GTAT have worked up a little bit of an elevator pitch for something that might help Brayton out, if you recall. We sure have. Gary and Evan. Friends with ideas. Terrible ideas. Yeah, so, so Brayton, I hate to go behind your back uh, with Pitch Industries, but, you know, we've had, we have a long, illustrious history of bringing in silent partners. Yeah. And uh, without the other person knowing about it, it's this little fun thing we do. As long as you're traveling, you can bring in as many partners as you want, and you just don't that's, talk about it. That's the rule. And, uh, uh, yep, and I, I brought uh, brought Evan in to uh, to talk about something that we're going to use uh, on you to make you a little bit less blue. Evan, would you like to tell Brayden about Dr. Bonsai's therapy thoraariums? If you remember <laughs> us talking about that. If not, it's also okay. Uh, oh, I was under the impression that I was a silent partner. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's okay. You're, you're a silent partner in that we don't pay you. That's what silent partner means when it comes to pitch industries. Like our silent partner, Gene Teenman, and our silent partner, oh, Sandman. So, wouldn't that just be an intern then? We prefer the term silent partner. We've had we've had bad luck with interns. We've decided to rebrand. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Plus, we also hate giving out college credit. Yeah. They have to write a paper, and then we have to read it. <laughs> I don't care for it. Yeah, um, Dr. Funstein's Therapy Terrariums? Yeah, Therapy Terrariums. It's a Therapy Terrarium Um, to make you ensconced to comfort you in glass. Yeah, it basically does that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You just kind of get ensconced in glass, Mm -hmm. and then you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then you're not so blue. Yeah, can you remember the last time you were coated in a cool, relaxing coat of glass, Brayton? Uh, I cannot. It must have been when I was a kid, though. Yeah, imagine imagine being inside like a little test tube, or being inside a an incubator, or mm-hmm. being a cat in a day bed outside a window. Like, what do those three things have in common? Glass, glass, uh, glass. Yeah, yeah. Classy, yeah. glassy, maybe a little assy. Dr. Bonsai's Therapy Terrariums. This sounds amazing. Why do we call it a terrarium instead of a terrarium? Because it's a therapy terrarium. Oh, of course. <laughs> the extra therapy is for more therapy. So <laughs> if you wanted to unportmento it, it'd be a therapy therapy terrarium. Because you get double the therapy with only one terrarium. With Dr. Bonsai's Therapy Terrariums. I really, I, I prefer it that way, like, that it's, it's doubled up. It's like saying ATM machine. Or, exactly. You know, or automatic like ATM. Yeah, automatic ATM. <laughs> right. And the, yeah. the best part is if you order now, your, your Therapy Terrarium comes with a Therapy Terrapin. Or a Therapin, it, it, if you will. Yes, which is a turtle that if you place your hand closer to it, it makes progressively higher-pitched whining sounds. Whoa. So you know how you can't uh, touch a turtle and then eat because you'll get salmonella? Well, the the, uh, the therapin well, well, Gary, is the terrapin that stops you. You can't you. touch a turtle at all. Yeah, you should not touch a turtle. Um, you get you don't it's just not, it's not possible. Exactly, and this one warns you when you're when you're getting closer to impossibility by making like sci-fi noises as you yeah. get closer to it. 
Yeah, also, there was a there was dividing by zero. Exactly, and there there was a therapy uh, therapim uh, featured on the Beach Boys' "Good Vibrations." It was the first time that it was made its way into the popular culture. That makes sense uh, because you know when you're feeling good, you have good vibrations, uh, as they used to say in the '60s and '70s, feeling those good vibes. So that, that's and totally totally fits. Brian Wilson was uh, in his famous crazy period and was bringing all those animals in the studio. He brought in one of uh, Dr. Bonsai's uh, famous therapy therapists. Yeah, and, little, uh, little known fact, pet sounds actually recorded in an operational petting zoo. Yeah, and most of the sounds on that album are actually come from a turtle. Uh-huh. Like, it just opens its mouth and goes, ba 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 You think it's Mike Love, but it's really the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the turtle's name, to be fair, was Mike Love. That's yes. true and weird. Yeah. Michelangelo but, Love. Okay, so yes. let's get back to this video real quick. Let's wrap it up. So yes. uh, after my, my next my next note after dance fighting was non contact punch. It's super effective. Yeah, this is when uh, this is when uh, Blondie McBlonderson uh, discovers that he has stretchy Delsim-like arms and can sometimes punch people, but other times not so much. But whether he punches them or not, they are punched. <laughs> that is true. That is, uh, and that, that's uh, a, that's a powerful thing to say about a man. Yeah, like, whether he punches them or not, they are punched. Yeah, I like that is a statement of veracity. His intent uh, is all that uh, matters. <laughs> yes. So, so, so they do. They they pull up in their spaceship and they rescue uh, Jeff Jeffrey J. And mm-hmm. uh, they're flying away, and a giant satellite array with a banner that says "Please come back" is launched. And that part is a major sticking point for me, because on the one hand, why would the aliens want them to come back? These guys just murdered a bunch of them. Is it possible that the the people that were murdered were like uh, terrorist extremists, and maybe they were secretly doing them a favor? Uh, it looked pretty official to me. They were wearing uniforms, and it, it, well, it maybe, looked like they were being was... dispatched from a central location. Mm-hmm. Well, it's possible that they were the the corrupt government that was in charge, and Eiffel 65 was so, on the side then, of the rebels. I guess I assumed that the the giant satellite banner would have been a government project. Well, it's, it's you, the new government now that Eiffel 65 has overthrown the corrupt, you know, off-blue government. Oh, that happened very quickly then. You know what yeah, I think well, this is? Um, I think this is really kind of focusing in on uh, what happens at the end of the Star Wars trilogy when the rebels have overthrown the Empire and you have essentially a giant power vacuum following that. And this is one of the events that takes place immediately afterwards where you're having a blue-on-blue alien civil war and the only people that can really save them are Eiffel 65. Yeah. I would love to have Ken Burns. Uh, what's the name of the planet again? <laughs> uh, like two can four. Two can four. Like it was brother versus brother. The blue <laughs> aliens had finally fought, found the the last straw. It was Eiffel 65. Dear mother, I have gone to war with Jeffrey J. He has shot beams at me with his palms, and yet I persevere. We <laughs> well, I okay. So the short version is they go back to the planet, they finish the concert. Yeah. The one alien is on stage with them, and it ends with a static shot of the alien looking very morose, which is 
an off-putting note to end on. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I, what I was wondering, did, did either of you guys happen to fall down the rabbit hole of the, uh, the, the Bliss Corporation, like, merchandising plan that they clearly thought was going to fall into place as a result of this video? Uh, you could say that I did not get blissed out. I, I, I did not get blessed out, and one of the nice things about us not getting blessed out is it makes room for one of our favorite long-running segments, uh, Evan with the Facts Man. So here comes Evan with the Facts Man. Teach us about Blisco Corporation. It's Evan with the Facts Man! Okay, Bliss Corporation. Uh, Blisco Media produced this video, uh, which is a computer graphics uh, company as part of the Bliss Corporation, uh, known at the time that the video was produced and released as Bliss Multimedia. That's the from the Wikipedia page. Pretty basic stuff. But if you follow some links, you will find yourself at Zorotl.com. That's Z-O-R-O-T-L.com. I am going to recommend sounds, everybody not go there. Sounds like an alien. Um, it is. The blue alien is Zorotl. And he was... Uh, there. There's like a six... There's a ten-chapter story uh, that starts with uh, chapter one, Tuconians, and ends with uh, chapter ten, Zorotl meets Eiffel 65. Wow. There's also a link is... to meet the crew, where you can meet the rest of the aliens, including his co-pilot, uh, Sayok 6. And uh, there's also a link where you can view um, blueprints or, or drawings or schematics of their starship, which is named the uh, the Adisac. This is goddamn no. bonkers, Evan. Like, I, I just <laughs> this website. This is nuts, man. No. It's absolutely insane. Would, it's, um, would, it, would it be safe to is, say, though, uh, for, Tura, or for uh, Toucan 4, the Blue World, that all prints are blueprints? <laughs> it would indeed. Well, it's specifically their version of prints. Who come, who come, oh, uh, prints. And just things about little blue Corvette, um, or little blue, <laughs> Cor- blue berry beret. <laughs> like, um, one of one of the characters' names is uh, Hella Zorotelek Bayek. Hella Zorotelek, and she's an operative artist, something between a scientist and an artist. Given that science and art on Tucon Four are considered the same thing. What is this? Like, what other media? Is this, like, an entire multimedia campaign that fully expresses itself through Eiffel 65 videos? I think that was the plan, and it just never caught on, but the infrastructure is still there. This is There's all these supporting characters. Like, there's, uh, yeah, Zorotl Krikau Sushik 4, who is the alien who was dancing on stage at the end of the the I'm Blue video. Uh, And then there's... uh, some other links to other videos. And then there's uh, Gregory Elena, Zorotl's Secret Weapons, and it tells us that these two apparently human people, Gregory Kayamaduzukur and Elena Alukambaduamisananer, despite the difficult names, are probably Zorotl's closest friends. Probably. This is, this is, yeah, this is very weird. Like, you know, yeah. this, is, this is a good website. You don't have any idea what this <laughs> reminds me of. Uh, this reminds me, if I could do a little little uh, Tales of Corporate America here. Tales from Corporate America. 
Uh, Evan and I used to uh, chat a lot on um, on GChat while we were both working, and uh, Evan also turned me on to the Intergalactic Touring Band, which also has a like curated oh website uh, featuring you know yeah descriptions I... of all of the songs, uh, including uh, Robot Salesman, which is maybe our favorite. It is. I think that the Intergalactic Touring Band would be very welcome on Toucan Four. <laughs> <laughs> so a little little fact about the Intergalactic Touring Band is like some sort of like super group concept album about a band that uh, goes into space and visits other planets and then sings songs about them, kind of. It's, it's, uh, it's a band that tours intergalactically, if you will. I, I will. Uh, and one of the songs is called Robot Salesman, and it's one of the worst songs on the album, and it's very specifically about a guy who sells robots for a living. And there's this website that you can go to that gives descriptions of all of, and I don't have the link, but we'll put it in the show notes or something, but... Um, and it gives descriptions of all of the songs on the album, and there's like a line in the description that's specifically like, this song stimulates the visual cortex of your brain or your visual lobes. Uh, I can actually see the robot salesman showing the robots. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the I, most bizarre overwrought thing. And, and all of the song descriptions, like the album is, is interesting as a curiosity, but the descriptions of the songs that this, this poor lonely man wrote are incredible. I, I'll have to look that up. I wish that there are more. Are there music videos for them? There are not. This is a prog rocky before the music video ah. stage. Sadly, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's also apparently there's a Christmas seven inch. There's a two song seven inch they put out for the holidays uh, that I have not been able to find anywhere. If anybody listening has the intergalactic touring band Christmas seven inch, just <laughs> put it on the internet somewhere, please. <laughs> <laughs> That is a prayer oh, that I realize will go unanswered. But yeah, well, who knows? We have a lot of uh, audiophiles listening to the show. <laughs> so. Love, love '90s bad music. The uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, what what other? Do we have any, any other notes here about uh, Eiffel 65's "I'm Blue"? One of the things on the Wikipedia, there's a music critic who said it sounds like a cell phone ring that won't end, yeah. which I think is super apt. Like, it does yeah. sound like a cell phone that just keeps going over and over and over and over and over. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, 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 oh I God. think that, I, that really sums it up. There, on the Wikipedia page for the music video, um, there, there's on, on the development section, uh, Jeffrey J. recalls of making the video and the song, I started thinking about this character I invented called Zoratl and the lifestyle he led from the way he would buy his house pick his girlfriend, his job, or the neighborhood he would live in. Then I came up with a color, a color I thought described the way he saw things. What color What color was it, Evan? Uh, it doesn't say. I have no oh, okay. idea. Well, we'll never know. Um, no. That, that's, but, so um, so he, he worked with Blisco, so he came up with that stuff? Because so he I invented so. Zorado. I that, yeah, I, I think that the video concept might have come before the song. Which kind huh. of blows every theory about this song being about you know depression or something else meaningful totally out of the water. Yeah, this is yeah, well, a you know, real, death, death of the authors. Like, yeah, this is a real like. I just like the only words to describe it are da ba dee da ba da, you know. Da ba dee, 
da ba da da ba da da da. Yeah. 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 It's a real brain blast. Da ba da. Da ba da 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 this is just kind of a curiosity thing. Did either of you guys have friends that swore up and down that it was, uh, I'm blue, if I was green, I would die? No. <laughs> <laughs> then it sounds like it's even more about, like, haughtier, like, race relations. Like, if the, the people who took over the government were green mm-hmm. at that point? Yeah. On the, on the planet? Yeah. yeah. No, there, there were people that I went to high school with who swore that it was, uh, I'm blue, if I was green, I would die, despite the fact that the name of the song is Blue Daba D. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's Even, not and then, you have to look up a lyric sheet, it's just the title of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it's more satisfying because both those colors denote emotions. So I'm sad, but if I was jealous, I would die. Yeah. So, which is, which is harsh. Yeah. yeah. Harsh truths. Yeah. We've, we've learned some, some harsh truths. But really, uh, also truths about two can four. Yeah, yeah, amazing. We've learned a lot today, haven't mm-hmm. we? Uh, so yeah, thank you for taking time out and and hanging out on the show and filling uh, filling our heads with more things about Blissco than I ever wanted to know. Yeah, th- well, this, I guess this, I would that, that just was... wish both of you. I would just wish both of you a uh, a blue and blissful evening. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. That's your famous sign off. Um, yeah, that was like a like an abject suffering level rabbit hole. Like that's the kind of thing that if abject suffering, we were doing something that had this, and then one of us discovered that that Zerodal official website, that I, would have as, more or less filled as an I was reading. As I was reading the Zerodal official website, all I could think of was Crick. Yeah, it's exactly like discovering Crick Farms or the like the um, really early episode where the guy has the super sad short story about his girlfriend leaving him. In the oh movie. yeah! Oh god! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> uh, we all we learn a lot on this network. Um, yeah. Is so yeah, anything, thank, thank you. Anything we what? should plug for you, Evan? Anything you want to plug? Uh, your Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if uh, if you are interested in me, I'm uh, at Mister Underscore Harder on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I recommend. You can, you can get your Evan facts right there yeah. in your Twitter feed Check out the facts several right. times a month. <laughs> yeah. I tweet like, poorly and infrequently. Yeah, yeah I'm looking so forward to follow me. Find out uh, 23 things a year from, <laughs> from, from the on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and uh, with that, Gary... Um, yeah. I mean, we, the, like I said, things, we learned a lot. What else? We did learn a lot. It's been a really good episode. Um, if you would like to learn uh, things, you can rate and review the show on iTunes. You can also tell your friends about it. It's a big deal. If you think you find somebody think think it'd be pretty funny, you should, uh, you should tell them about it. And if you have suggestions, you can go to duckfeed.tv forward slash contact and throw us some music videos like uh, Evan also suggested to us. He did through through informal channels um, because we knew about him from his famous uh, catchphrase. Uh, have a blue and blissful evening. Um, but the, yeah, I would also you like can to also plug my catchphrase, if I may. Yes. <laughs> well, it's a great catchphrase. It is. It's really good. Yeah. Have Thank a blue you. and blissful evening. Um, the, uh, so he knew about that, but you can also suggest things through, uh, through that contact form. And uh, without further ado, I, you know, you might think that this has been a great episode. You learned a lot. You learned about aliens. You learned about, um, you know, baby talk. Um, you know, you've learned a lot about like, uh, uh, 
But you have not seen nothing yet. Because every episode of Teenage Dirtbags and Brayden Cameron reading a poem about an onion. Brayden, take it away, buddy. Found my favorite record, the occasional book, pimpled and angry, 3,000 miles northeast, hiding the fact that you're dead again. One day I will be wondering how. All these squawking birds won't quit. Walk the cramps off. It did change my life. It did. Now, I don't like or trust you. And he fired his whole band like three times. Who does that? Who does he think he is? Santana? Thank you. <laughs> very, very good. I like how the last few or the next few onion poems have very tenuous connections with the vegetable onion. <laughs> I got a very oniony sense from that. Did you? Yeah, I, well, I, 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 maybe sure. on second read. Well, this is uh, the first part of the uh, poem. I stole lyrics from Know Your Onion by The Shins. And then the second part is from Carrying is Creepy by The Shins. And then the final one is just me talking about The Shins. <laughs> yeah. Who have written a song about an onion? Degrees. Yeah. That's the kind of uh, kind of uh, hard-hitting research you expect on teenage dirtbags. Good night, everyone. Good night. And uh, Evan, go ahead. Take us out. Good night. No, no, your catchphrase. That was it. No, no, your catchphrase. What? Your catchphrase. You know about the blue and blissful (laughs) evening? This is great. This is good radio. What the hell are you talking about? (laughs) You know, I have a blue and blissful evening. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Well, good night.